0: smaller the sample size, the less reliable any statistic, advanced or otherwise. That said, it's been 13 games now, and no one on this team's defense court ranks lower on almost all of the analytics than the very best player. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. The Penguins are in Toronto taking on the Maple Leafs tonight. That's a 7:08 p.m. face-off inside Scotiabank Arena. They'll be trying to extend their winning streak to 2. But hey, at least it's a winning streak as opposed to the seven-game losing streak that they finally vanquished in Washington a couple nights ago. Latang played okay in that game. And OK, is a bit of an uptick from where he's been. I don't want to make too big a deal of this because it is early in the season and because Latang, especially I'd say in the opening week of the season, looked really strong and was arguably one of the Penguins top two or three players in those games. But after that, I mean, look, we can blame this on a variety of factors, not least of which is that he was partnered with Brian Dumoulin, who would drag anyone down the way he's going right now. But Letang hasn't been at his best. OK, I guess that's the safest, fairest way to put that and cover all the bases. Because when we think, I, I believe in general, of the base. Worst version of Letang, what comes to mind? Right. Giveaways, 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 just shaking your head, going, oh, my God, where is he thinking right now? What's he doing? And that hasn't been the case. But that also doesn't mean that he's been at his best. When he's at his best, he is generating offense from the back. He's joining the rush sometimes even leading the rush, and he's making something happen at the far end. And because of his incredible skating ability, he's able to recover, even if he isn't covered by someone else. But that's who and what he is at his best. And he has not been at his best. That kind of needs to change, even if... At least in my eyes, it's been largely overlooked to date by the fan base. Because I can go back over whew, boy, who knows how many years, and point out how the penguins overall, in general, perform at their best whenever he's at his best. That sounds like a little bit too much to attach to him, but he's the driver Talk about a small sample size. Let's go to the best game he ever played, Game Six in San Jose. When you saw him that night, whether it was, you know, there at SAP Center or on TV, as almost everyone who'd be following the team would have had to do, when you saw him and the way he was going early in that game, early before the goal, you wouldn't have doubted for a split second that the team would lose. Because he was everywhere, and that's how he is when he's going. He's everywhere, and yet somehow he's everywhere in a responsible context. I know that doesn't make sense, but when you've got 17 years of watching the guy, as you and I do, maybe it makes at least a little bit of sense. And when he does get going, it usually doesn't matter that much who his partner is. But these are different times, and it's a different age for him, and maybe he does need that. So now that Mike Sullivan and the coaching staff have paired Marcus Pedersen with him, and Pedersen has been, conversely, the team's best defenseman, and Pedersen is so smart and so communicative, as is Letang that there's no way they're not going to develop some kind of chemistry in very, very short order. Neither of them will allow anything else to occur. So if you put them together and you use Pedersen to start getting the best out of Latang, which is, by the way, something that Sullivan would never in a zillion years admit, As contributing to that move, he's just going to say instead, as he did, that Marcus is playing some really good hockey and we hope to get Dumo going and whatever else here. He's not going to say we put Pedersen up there to get Tanger going. He's just not going to do that. Doesn't mean it isn't true. Doesn't mean it isn't a factor. If you can see one lifting up the other and you can see LeTang playing with his chin up, driving guys backward as they cross the Pittsburgh blue line. Then you'll know that this team's going in a good place. I mentioned in a pretty good talk that I had with with Letang the other day up in Cranberry that I felt that the best regular season game that both he and the team had played through the entirety of last season was at the same rink where they'll be tonight in Toronto. Do you remember it by chance? It was in November, a little bit later in the year, just a little bit later after this, and things hadn't been going great. A little bit of a sluggish start for the team. They were looking to put together a really strong defensive effort on that trip. Only that trip, unlike this one, went in a flip order where it was Montreal first, then Toronto, and then they went on to Winnipeg. This one is Toronto, and then Montreal. But in all three cases last year, and I covered the entire trip up there, they were just so solid defensively, and it was led by Latang. I don't know that the Penguins were super crazy solid in Washington the other night because I didn't see a whole lot from the Capitals, and they're missing some key guys, and I didn't sense there was some big push from Washington. But nonetheless, they got the result. They got the result, and they got it in front of their backup goaltender. This, this to me, is a better chance, meaning Toronto and Montreal, because the Maple Leafs still have all those guys with all those commercials up there, and they are on nonstop, by the way, on Canadian TV. You'd think they've won seven cups in a row, instead of not even having been to the final since 1967. can't pass up any opportunity to mention that. But the same thing applies when they go to Montreal. The Canadians have a lot of warts, to say the least. But they have a top six and a young, really dynamic top six that should scare, in a healthy way, anyone who faces them. Let's see Latang. let's see this team really buckle down and have a three-game trip where they just nail it. Same as they did in the three-game trip around the same time last year, starting with number 58. When we come back, J1Q. And today's J1Q is going to come from Brian. First, I, I just got to share with you, because I forgot to do this in the opening segment, the remainder of the dialogue between me and Latang when it came to this game in Toronto last year. It took him a moment to remember it. He's like, no, no, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. And I'm going back over some details that I can recall from the game because I'm kind of goofy like that. And one thing in particular that he did well that night And I go, come on, Toronto. And he looks up and his eyebrows go up and he goes, oh, that one. (laughs) Yeah, that one. (sighs) All right, J1Q comes from Brian, who asks, maybe is it possible that Sullivan made the goaltending decision that he did the other night in D.C. to force the team in front of DeSmith to focus on defending? Whatever his motivation might have been, Sully certainly pushed the right buttons and got the much-needed streak-ending win. I thought about that. I thought about that. Um, That would begin to at least partially explain Sullivan's move, if that was even part of his mindset. And here's why I say that. If you're Sullivan and you say to reporters like me, either before or after the game, that you felt like the team really tightens up in front of so-and-so, whichever goalie it is, you're kind of cutting up on the goalie you're referring to. Do you follow me? If you say, listen, the team really knows that they can't afford to make too many mistakes in front of Casey since he's the lesser goaltender, but he <laughs> just can't do it. You can't do it. So maybe it's a factor, but I, I'll I'll repeat that the clues for me in what Sullivan had said both before, but especially after the game, were much more related to his talking about DeSmith competing. Uh, I know for a fact from behind the scenes that Sullivan feels that DeSmith fights hard for the puck. And there are times that he feels that Jari doesn't. And if he can utilize De Smith as an example of how to battle, of how to compete out there, of how to make sure that you're working to see every shot instead of just presuming, well, it's going to come through. I'll, I'll save it. I'll make my best effort when it gets here. That's one of the few areas where you'll see the head coach assert himself when it comes to goaltending. Most head coaches don't do that. They act like the position is something that can only be coached by people from Mars. And so what he'll do instead, in Sully's case, is he'll go to Andy Kyoto, And Andy's kind of a an upbeat, positive guy. But he has a responsibility when he's dealing with Sullivan to tell it like it is. And I feel very strongly here, actually, that even if Jari was a little bit banged up or whatever it was, and they were trying to uh, protect that or hide it, and I'd feel very confident, by the way, that Jari's going to play tonight in Toronto, though we'll see how that goes. This still could have been utilized as an opportunity to go ahead and send that message, to let Jari know, listen, What you're doing is kind of okay, but we don't need you to be kind of okay. Just like I was saying in the opening segment about Letang, there are certain players who need to be at a certain level for this team to be a certain kind of good. And the peak performances or close to peak performances from their main guys, not just Sid and Gino, the two that we always talk about, but Letang, Jari, Gensel, Those can't be optional. Those can't be optional. This roster just isn't that deep. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And we'll do another one of these Monday.